0: Eagles Entertainment.
1: Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and we're getting ready for some hot and heavy action in the NFL. We know that next week, free agency begins. Specifically, on Monday, teams can start negotiating with agents for prospective free agents. So that's going to be fun. And then on Wednesday at 4 o'clock, The business year opens 2023 officially arrives and free agents can be signed. We got a sense last week in the podcast talking to Howie Roseman that the Eagles, who have a lot of free agents, are going to lose some players. That is anticipated. And as a result, they'll get some compensatory draft picks in 2024. So you've always got to keep your eye on the now and the future. Certainly there is change coming. The Eagles coming off that outstanding 2022 season could look very different in 2023 that again not necessarily a bad thing two first round draft picks six picks overall yes we are finally to the off season it's just it's been a very short off season but doesn't it just seem so so long after a tough loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 57 Yes, it does. In this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, I wanted to just kind of take a step back from all the action and get a little bit of perspective on this football team. Later in the podcast, we'll hear from Brandon Graham, who himself is an unrestricted free agent. Will he be back in 2023? We don't know that yet, but we know that in 2022, he was voted by his teammates as the recipient this season of the Ed Block Courage Award. It's a prestigious award. Presented annually, each of the 32 teams has an award winner. Players who exemplify sportsmanship and courage and dedication, oftentimes coming back from serious injury. We know Graham, of course, in 2021 went down. Second week of the season, torn Achilles tendon. Came back in 2022 with 11 quarterback sacks. And for that, his teammates, I'm sure very convincingly, voted him the Ed Block Courage Award winner. So we'll hear from BG on that. Um, But now I want to get to just a little perspective on Jalen Hurts and his rapid rise from a second-round draft pick in 2020, the 53rd pick overall, to a player who was a finalist for the NFL's Most Valuable Player Award. An All-Pro, a Pro Bowler, accounted for 43 total touchdowns in 2022, including the playoffs. That's both running the football, throwing the football. Marvelous season for him. A quarterback who's just about to hit his prime. Let's just go through the numbers real quick here. 2022 completed 67% of his passes. 3,701 yards. 8.1 yards per attempt. 22 touchdowns. 6 interceptions. And on the ground, 13 touchdowns. 760 yards. The playoffs, yeah, he was outstanding. 3 touchdown passes. 0 interceptions. On the ground, five touchdowns, and what a performance, four total touchdowns in Super Bowl 57. So, we've talked a lot about him. We've wondered just how kind of has it gone step by step. I figured the best person to offer a perspective on this former Eagles quarterback, a member of the team's Hall of Fame, esteemed football analyst, and just a great, great guy who's. All about the quarterbacks and all about the Eagles, Ron Jaworski. I got him on the phone a couple of days ago to talk about number one Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Ron, thanks so much for joining me here. Uh, I want to talk about the Eagles, of course, but I'd, I'd like to start with Jalen Hurts and try to get your feel on how, just how far he's come. We see it as observers. You're an observer with, obviously, a much more highly educated view here. Um, like w- Compare, I guess, I'll start with this. Compare what you thought of Jalen when the Eagles drafted him in 2020 and what he is now.
2: Well, there's no question there's been incredible marked improvement in his game. You know, I can think back to studying Jalen, you know, through his days at Alabama and Oklahoma in preparation for the draft. And quite honestly, I I had him kind of projected in that area that he went as a second-round pick. I know there were some teams that I had spoken to had him with a first-round grade, I would say most of the people that at least I spoke to around the league were around that second or third round. Uh, they really liked his game, but it wasn't quite polished enough, even though he came out of great programs like Alabama and Oklahoma. He needed to polish up his game, and, and I kind of felt the same way. Uh, so he, it was kind of a natural growth uh, that, that we've seen to his you know stellar year this year, but uh, I'm not surprised to see him where he's at from a performance standpoint.
1: I, I, what, what questions did you have about him coming out of college?
2: The one thing I always look for when, when I look at tape, you know, people want to talk about the arm strength, which obviously is very important, mobility, which is very important. But I kind of look for the repetitive accuracy. Because I think when you project players to the National Football League – They've got to be accurate. The windows are smaller. The ball has come out quicker. Uh, it, it it just equates to everything for the transition to the National Football League. Repetitive accuracy, kind of, to me, is the thing that I look for a- after I study game after game on a young quarterback. It,
1: what is, what does that mean, Josh? Is that um, mechanics? You mean like the, the the consistency in in mechanics?
2: Well, mechanics are always important. Uh, in, in fact, uh, I was out at the uh, the National Quarterback Club. Uh, uh, big gala last week in in Phoenix and Tom House was there and most people know Tom House is uh, kind of a wonk for the mechanics of throwing not only in football but in in other sports as well and my God he he's, he's just brilliant when it comes to talking about mechanics and I was mesmerized uh, you know with the discussion we had and actually I'm going to head out to LA sometime this off season spend some time with him and talk about the mechanics of throwing because uh, they are very unique and. and As you know, you know my work through the years out of NFL films and studying quarterbacks and studying coaching tape. I was somewhat of a wonk for the mechanics as well because I think consistent mechanics lead to consistent play and consistent accuracy. And I think that's an area where clearly Jalen has improved.
1: We saw him as a rookie. He started four games late in the season. He had a couple of really spectacular games. Had some other games where it just didn't connect. We knew that he was. A very good runner. Um, in those early days in Dick Peterson's office, what did you see from him as a quarterback in the pocket, as a decision maker, as somebody who would go through his progressions?
2: Yeah, kind of what I thought I, I would see and what I've seen with a lot of other quarterbacks through their evolution, inconsistency. You know, even though he came out of two great programs where he was well coached, you know, he wasn't ready for the rigors of the NFL, as most quarterbacks are not. In fact, I you know I found it kind of interesting. You know, in this year's Super Bowl, you got Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, and you look at Mahomes is more of a guy I think is is the better process guy. And you look how Andy Reid brought him along. You know, he played behind Alex Smith for a year. Didn't you know? Didn't get on the field because Alex Smith was a starter. And I kind of like that approach. No matter how good you are, no matter how talented you are, I think there's a certain uh, element of the game that you must learn only by being around the players, being in the locker room, being how to be a pro. Now, you know, we could talk about Jalen for hours because we know he came from a, a you know a family background of football. His dad was a coach. He's a coach's son. He's got great leadership skills. He puts the work in all those things come to the forefront, but there's nothing like being in the locker room, being around the players, being around the coaches, and understanding what it takes to be an NFL pro quarterback. There's a lot that goes into it, and I, and I, and I know from my, you know, experiences. And I came in this league as a, as a player in 1973, and I've seen a lot of talented players just bomb out and bust because they never really understood. All the outside distractions that come into playing quarterback in the league, and you know they get distracted by the, the money, the notoriety, uh, the lack of commitment, the lack of being the first, and the lack of it. Out. And all of a sudden, you know, two or three years later, they're out of the league anyway. They go, "What happened? You know, you got to put the work in." And the one thing I knew about Jalen, he was going to put the work in.
1: One of those distractions was certainly a challenge. Anyway, after his rookie year, a new coaching staff comes in. How 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 can that impact a quarterback? mentally confidence-wise and certainly you know on a day-to-day basis you've got to learn a whole new offense
2: man yeah you know, david you, you say that and it just sounds so simple you know <laughs> i mean hey you gotta learn a new offense and and you know uh now fortunately in, in my career which is long i i played for numerous coaches and you know when, you, when i think of you know the dick for and the marty schottenheimers and don shulas and you know the the guys that i played for um Man, and and you get a new system, and all of a sudden, it's like learning a new language. You, know, you spend four or five years in one system, you know, just through rote memory, you've got everything down, every read down, know to get the ball, and everything. All of a sudden, you know, you, you move on to another organization or new coaching staff comes in. It is very, very difficult to make that transition, and that's why even in some some places, I know coaches have kept their system the same for the quarterback because it's easier for the quarterback to keep his same system than for the you know the whole coaching staff to change. So you know they they've gone in, in that regard in some situations. Other coaches come in and hey you're doing it my way and you learn my system. So there are two ways to go about it. But I think you know what I saw in Jalen was the ability to just make that transfer somewhat seamless. And that that is difficult to do.
1: He he had sixteen touchdown passes, nine interceptions, ten rushing touchdowns in his first full year as a starter. So and took the team to the playoffs. So did you think, Jaws at that point that there was going to be the next step like everybody at this time last year was thinking okay jalen hurts good job nice step but boy we're really going to find out in year three if he is the guy did you feel that way
2: no uh i'll being honest with you i i had reservations and, and my reservations were uh, the playoff game against tampa bay i i didn't think he had he had a, a good game I, I did not think the, the, the plan was very good. Uh, offensively, I thought the Eagles were ill-prepared for the blitzing scheme of Todd Bowles in that game, and they got them. Uh, so I really felt after that game, you know, I was not going to uh, annoy Jalen as the guy for the next 10 years. Like We could probably do that now, but I, I couldn't do that in hindsight then because I was concerned. And, you know, I, I, when, when people have bad days or, you know, bad games, uh, two things are going to happen. They're going to get better. They're going to get worse. They're not going to remain the same. And, and fortunately, you know, because Jalen has such great character and work ethic, uh, you, we saw the result, you know, an MVP-like season. So he got better after that disappointing finish of the season. So, I, you know, except, like I said, a lot of guys in that situation go south. He went north, and that's a testament, you know, to Nick Sirianni, these coaches, and, of course, Jalen himself, his own character.
1: Can you break it down technically? What did he get better at? Like, what did you see? When did you see it in training camp? Did it take a few games into the regular season to see what what got better with him? I mean, you're going to say consistency for sure, but like, is there something that we could understand maybe a little bit, a little bit better that um, that, that kind of where's mechanics? Yeah, I keep going back to mechanics. Was, was and, and, you're right.
2: and, and you're right. And you're right, Dave. I'm glad you do because I and, and you mentioned that you know people talked about his deep ball a, a year ago, you know, two years ago when he was starting to play a little bit. Oh, he was an accurate on his deep ball. His arm strength isn't enough. Well, that that's, that was all garbage. His arm, you know, I, I watched him enough on tape. I watched him out of training camp. His arm was more than adequate to make every throw in the game. The problem was the mechanics. And there's a mechanics for throwing the deep ball. You know, how you, you know, supinate your wrist to get the ball that noses the ball up. Uh, how you have to have your, you know, the, the ball leaving your hand exactly as your, your back toe is leaving the ground so you get maximum drive on the football. Uh, that you throw the ball with air under it rather than flat. Now, there are times you have to throw it flat, but I, but I, I thought he, he was not sharp in the mechanics of the deep ball. It wasn't his arm strength. It wasn't deep ball in accuracy. He just needed to get those mechanics refined. And through the hard work and discipline that the coaches put him through, he got better at deep ball accuracy.
1: And clearly it helped adding A.J. Brown, making sure the offensive line was inside. Like that, the Eagles did a really good job, right, putting pieces around him.
2: Yeah, Dave, you, you, you absolutely nailed it. You know, the quarterback position is a dependent position. You depend on other people doing their job and it starts with the offensive line and, and this in my opinion last season was the best offensive line in the National Football League and it should be intact or close to intact next season so he will once again have the advantage you know of of an offensive line that will give him time uh, and i think this receiving core has also got it got better as the re, as a season more on of I remember a statement Drew Brees made to me when I was calling Monday Night Football and I would spend time with each NFL team out at practice on a Saturday or a Sunday and talking to Drew Brees, he would tell his receivers, be where you're supposed to be and I will find you. And that's the one good thing about it when I, when I look at this, this Eagle offense on tape on Monday morning, they're where they're supposed to be. There's discipline to them, and that is great for a quarterback. That is strong coaching. You know, when I I see routes run, and Jalen knows where that guy is. He's supposed to be 10 yards out of no cut. It's got to be 10, not 10.5, not 9.5. And you see the discipline of the route running, the the coordination of the offensive scheme. So clearly, they are where they're supposed to be, and that helps Jalen. And it's only going to get better. And and I, I should probably add what I thought was really kind of the turning point to his game this season, Dave, was The fact that I thought the offensive coaching staff, you know, obviously led by Nick Sirianni as the head coach, but you know, when you look what Shane did in this offensive staff, it was it was a hybrid NFL offense, as as I look at it. It had tremendous NFL consistent passing game concepts that almost all teams have as part of their repertoire, but well defined, you know, well executed, well coached, and disciplined by the by the players. There was also the element of that zone read game, which I think made this offense so dynamic. And I think that's why I call it the hybrid. And I think you'll see a lot of teams studying this offense the entire off season, trying to replicate some of the things that these Eagle offense did. So they took the the running ability of Jalen Hurts, the intelligence of Jalen Hurts to read the zone read, to read the linebackers, to read the end, to read a tackle on any of those reads that he had to make. And, it, you know, I say that like it's easy. It is ridiculously difficult to do, and he mastered it. So I love the hybrid offense. I love the talent around him. And I think this team's going to have a run offensively for a long time right now with this group.
1: I want to get to the coaches because there's obviously significant changes. I'll get to that in just a minute. But let's, let's finish up the, the, how Jalen played this year. The playoffs were obviously a tell, um, three wins or two wins in the third game and it was a Super Bowl and he was brilliant in the Super Bowl. As you look at him, Josh, what does that mean to you evaluating Jalen Hurts and what he did in the postseason, the Super Bowl specifically?
2: Well, I, I think, number one, it showed me how good this team really is. I mean, there, there were two big wins. I mean, blowout wins in the playoffs were obviously disappointment in the Super Bowl, but I'd, I, I will stand by my, my belief that – uh, the Eagles were the better team; they just didn't win the football game. and That's just sometimes the way it goes in professional sports. You know, uh, a play here, a play there, you know, it determines the outcome of the game. But I still think it was the best team in the National Football League a year ago. Now, can they replicate that going into next season? You know, the, uh, the schedule looks tougher. You're going to lose some veteran players. The dynamic always changes. But I think when you look at this team, I, I think uh, the way it's built right now, it bodes well for the future, especially with with a young quarterback.
1: What about losing Shane? and now have promoting and having a new offensive coordinator, having a new quarterback coach, will that impact Jalen?
2: Yes, yeah, it impacts everybody. You know, there's a learning curve that everyone goes through. It will not be a seamless transition. Uh, I think it'll be easier with, with, you know, Brian taking over, you know, calling, you know, the, the offense and running the offense because he's been there. He's been in this system. But hey, when new people come in, there's always change, and it's not necessarily the X's and O's. You know, it's learning the style of, of, of each coach. You have new coaches, and you know, how will they interact with, with with the players? And I think that. That's very, very important. That that chemistry has to be good. It's been really good for two years, but uh, I'd like to believe it'll be good. But I don't know that. I, I would only speculate because I think Nick has done a really good job of of coaching his coaches, and that's that's another thing that sometimes we don't we we hardly discuss. But you know, the head coach has to coach his coaches. You know, he's got to make sure they're doing everything the right way. That's why it's so impressive what, what Nick has done in a short period of time. But even puts more pressure on him right now because, you know, particularly on the defensive side, you're going to have a, you know, a new coach with a different system, not necessarily a different system, but a new way of teaching.
1: So, Jones, where does Jalen go from here? I mean, down the line, there's going to be a big contract. Um, teams are studying him more and more. They're going to have uh, maybe a better game plan for his skills. Is there still an upside to, to what he's done? I um, mean, and how, how does he get there?
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that there's still upside in Jalen Hurts' game. is as good as he's been. Um, you know, a guy that has that talent, but also the commitment and the work ethic. You know, if he just stays focused, and hey, you know, there's no reason for me not to say he's not going to be a tremendously focused guy. He's a driven guy. Uh, he's a motivated guy that, you know, he's going to say, oh boy, you know, I was, I was in the running for the league MVP, I've arrived. I don't think he has that kind of character whatsoever. I don't worry about that at all. Uh, there's nothing in his past, his history that leads me to believe that, well, he's not going to make the same commitment that, that he made. And, you know, he's obviously going to make a lot of money. Somewhere down the road, I, I don't know how that will impact him, but I, I doubt it, it will because, you know, the way he's been brought up and the character and the backbone and, the, you know, the, the life that he's lived and the great parents that he has, you know, I don't think that will affect him at all, but you don't know that. You just don't know that when some people get the kind of money that is a life-changing, life-changing uh, way to approach it when you're getting millions and millions of dollars. So everyone reacts differently to that. But I just think from a talent perspective, a coaching perspective, you know, and a team and talent around Jalen Hurts, uh, I mean, there's no reason this could not be a really good run for four or five years or more.
1: Charles, will there be a, a Super Bowl hangover from the tough loss?
2: I think there's always concern about that, but you know, it's something that you know I can't predict. You know, I can give you some insight because you know, hey, I lost the Super Bowl. You know, in Super Bowl 15, you know, we felt probably like this team feels right now that you know there was you know we were favored, the Eagles were favored. It was it was total disappointment to lose the football game. But I think after you get over that loss, and I recollect you know very very well our our team in you know in '81 that hey we were young. Uh, we were good you know we lost the super bowl uh but damn we we'll we're going to be back and we, you know it just goes to show you how hard it is dave it's hard to get back you know we never got back with a good young team that we felt would get back so um you know for real coach butt off the next year we started out 6 and 0 and we got to the playoffs so we got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs so you never know about that, you know, hangover, whatever you want to call it. Teams study you more in the off season; they're more prepared for you. You know, there's a lot of dynamics that go into the season after a Super Bowl. You know, and I don't know how this team will react, but based on what I've seen through two years under this regime and the way Howie and Jeffrey run this team, and you know, sometimes we don't talk enough about you know Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, and you know, and Howie gets a lot of you know, a lot of notoriety the year that he's had this year in the last couple of years. But, you know, I always say, you know, Jeffrey Lurie really is hes, he's a linchpin of this team. He's got, a, he's got a great feel for this team. He's got a great feel for what he wants. Uh, this organization is now looked at, you know, around the National Football League as one of the premier organizations. So, you know, I think when you have an owner that's committed the way Jeffrey is and a general manager that's been as sharp and honest game as, as how he's been, I, and we talk about the players, and there's some great players in this team, I think the future looks very, very bright.
1: And finally, it just feels good. To have a 24 year old quarterback, three years in the league, who seems to have everything the approach to the game the right way, the maturity level, the the talent oozes out of him. He's not yet, it it feels good to have a quarterback who's just about to hit his prime as the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel great about it.
2: Dave, it's absolutely. When I was 24 years old, I was trying to get out the huddle in 30 seconds. You know, <laughs> 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 this young man's got a, a Super Bowl appearance under his belt, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Maxwell Club Player of the Year award under his belt. I mean, he's he, uh, recognized now as one of the premier quarterbacks in the league at 24. So, yeah, how can you not be excited about the future? I, I would. I, I just throw caution to the wind, and this is just me, and probably other people may feel the same way. I just sometimes worry about running quarterbacks running quarterbacks get hurt. And that, 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 as much as I love this offense and the scheme, that's the one part that always in the back of my mind. I, I just don't like to put quarterbacks in harm's way. And I know the, the people can say, you get hurt in the pocket, you get hurt any, anywhere on the field. I know it. But the less opportunities a quarterback has to get whacked upside the head or at the knee or in the back, you know, the better for me.
1: Well, that's why our fingers are crossed, Joss, every day. <laughs> that's
2: right. That's right, Dave.
1: Hey, thank you so much, Jaws. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. All right, Dave. See you in the offseason. Thanks so much for that, Jaws. That was great. And now for this week's extra point, Brandon Graham, as I said at the top of the show, the 2022 Eagles Ed Block Courage Award winner. What did the award mean to Graham? We talked about winning such a prestigious award voted on by his teammates, and that's really the key right there. Coming back from a severe injury, Brandon Graham, 11 quarterback sacks in 2022, and the winner of this season's. Ed Block Courage Award. This is this week's Extra Points. Brandon, uh, you are the winner of the Ed Block Courage Award, and it is a, an annual award. Every team has an Ed Block Courage Award winner. It's a very prestigious honor voted on by your teammates and recognizing your comeback from a devastating, for many people, Achilles tendon injury. Um, what does it mean to just, to, to A, to have come back from the injury, and B, to get that vote from your teammates?
0: man i'm thankful um you know first just thanking god and then you know on top of that man for me just working uh one day at a time uh that was the that was the key i felt like you know because uh it was tough in the beginning man you get hurt right in the beginning of this season and you know uh you can you can definitely have a a frown on your face sometimes um you know dealing with injuries in this game and you know the situation of how the team was you know playing already, and it was like, man, it just felt like you you know like um, it was a big letdown at first, but then, you know, my mind changed um, after I got through that that first part of it, and man, it was, I just like you said, like you know, being voted on by my teammates, my teammates started to see the attitude I came with every day, uh, one day at a time, mentality, enjoying the day, uh season the day. And man, it got me to this point. And so, man, if I could tell anybody, just don't, do never panic. Just make sure that you, you know, on, uh, on the task, and um, you know, that's what I did, man. I just stayed focused on, on uh, making sure that uh, that I was gonna come back. If people didn't believe, you know, that I was, you know, I was gonna make sure that I put my best foot forward to do that.
1: We always hear about the Achilles tendon. I wonder when you got carted off the field at Lincoln Financial Field that day. Was there
0: a moment of worry
1: that this injury
0: would end your career? Well, you know what? I didn't have that worry. Uh, You know, I felt like I was going to come back. I didn't know how I was going to be. But I knew that I had still another year with the Eagles um, with my guarantee during the year. So I wasn't really, you know, too nervous at all. It was just more about me, like you said, uh, how how I would come back playing and how I would feel when it's actually time to go. Um, but, man, I, I credit, you know, all, the whole staff, man. Everybody played a part. That boy Monty, um, uh, Eddie, and the guys in the weight room, um, you know, Ted and them, you know, just with the conversation every day. And then, uh, yeah, man, just the focus that you got to have, especially the eating right, because that was my biggest thing, making sure that I ate right uh, during the year. But I really didn't have too much of a scare scary feeling with it. It was just more about could I could I still be me.
1: How how much finally be A, how much did you miss the game in twenty twenty one and how great was it to get back on the field in twenty twenty two? And to have a, a season that you had double digit sacks and it, that the team had reaching the Super Bowl. How much just what a what a crazy comparison the, 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 the challenge of twenty twenty one and the reward of twenty
0: twenty two. Man, just let you know uh, if I would have handled that a little differently, um, it probably we probably don't. Well, I probably don't be a part of this Super Bowl stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because you know people have, people really watch you on, uh, when you go through some adversity and try to see how you handle it. And I'm glad um, you know I handled it the right way. Um, just you know I couldn't control what happened, but I could control my attitude and how I dealt with people, even during the time that you know I was hurt. And man, it just it just. Prove proved to me that, you know, man, it's always something on the other side of that coin. You might not see it yet, but it's it's always something that's going to come of it. And so uh, I'm just happy, man, even though we didn't win the Super Bowl. This was a magical year, man. It was so much fun. Enjoyed it. Uh, The whole everything, man, just building the build up uh, to the game, everything uh, that happened during this year. Um, man, it just, it just showed me that I could still play in this league, for one. Then I didn't have to play as many snaps as I normally play just to, get one, have to have one of my uh, best years, you know. So, yeah, man, it was, it was definitely a challenge at first. But, but boy, the, the to go out and do what we did this year, it's only promising for what's to come.
1: And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Next week, we will be into free agency. What do the Eagles have in mind? What do they have up their sleeves? How will they build this roster back to make another deep, deep playoff run in 2023? We'll find out very soon. It's right around the corner. I want to thank Peter Kelly, Kira Mahoney for putting this all together and just making it so fantastic. Ron Jaworski, thank you so much for your time along with Brandon Graham, Ray Doyle. Great work promoting this, publishing this, quality controlling this it just takes a team to put something like this out and very very thankful to have a great team around me and to have all of you tuning in each and every episode i'm eagles insider dave spadaro thanks for joining me everyone have yourselves a great eagles day fly eagles fly
0: and go birds
1: B A T L E S eagles